A lot of the history behind these traditions are literally like sexist and just like awful and horrible traditions <laughs> that we don't even know about. We just do them because we do them and other people have done them before us. But you can really make it your own. Throw out any traditions. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems Podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problems podcast and to the third and final installment of our Little Wedding mini-series. I am so excited for today's episode. I've been taking your audience questions for months now and am bringing in the big guns this week to help solve all of your wedding big kid problems. Today on the show, we have on Nicole Pellegrino of Betches Brides. If you're unfamiliar with Betches Brides, they are a funny Instagram channel and podcast dedicated to all things weddings. I've actually been a guest on their podcast several times and it is always so much fun. And Nicole not only hosts researches and reports on all things weddings, she also lives it as a bride-to-be herself. Well, Actually, I have to say, she was a bride-to-be when we recorded this episode a few weeks ago, but she actually just had her wedding. So congrats, Nicole. Anyway, today we're going to be diving into and helping solve all of your biggest wedding big kid problems. Everything from COVID questions. I mean, Nicole and I were both COVID brides, so we know the deal. To budgeting tips, how to have the hard conversations around paying for your wedding, adding and cutting guests lots of bridesmaids and family drama questions. And we'll also talk about current trends, things brides are cutting out these days, tips, tricks, and just so much more. If you're getting married anytime soon, this episode is a must listen. And if you have any friends or know any brides to be out there who could use some help in this department, definitely pass along this episode. So I hope that you guys love this one. Get comfy and we will be right back. Guys, while we're sharing some wedding life hacks this week, here is a big one that I used for my wedding, morning recovery. If you're unfamiliar, More Labs created this nifty lifesaver of a drink called morning recovery that helps prevent rough mornings after drinking. All you have to do is drink one morning recovery while you drink or before you go to bed to help your body detox, rehydrate, and bounce back. So you can have fun at night and feel good the next day. We had a whole weekend packed with events for our wedding and there was just no time to feel crappy after a couple cocktails. So I was adamant about taking my morning recovery. I even packed them in our welcome gifts for our entire wedding party. Do you know the one person who forgot to take his morning recovery? Brandon. And he paid for it the next day, let me tell you. So how does this work? Morning recovery uses a plant-derived superhero formula that helps speed up the breakdown of alcohol-induced toxins. So you can wake up 
up feeling like a real human. So don't let rough mornings after drinking dampen the next day. Drink smarter with morning recovery at morelabs.com. Oh, and use code BIGKID for 20% off your first order. That's morelabs.com and use code BIGKID for 20% off. All right, guys, welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I am sitting here with Nicole Pellegrino. She is pretty much the face behind uh, Betches Brides and co-host of the Betches Brides Podcast. I, you guys, when I was like going through the whole wedding planning process, Betches Brides was my favorite account to follow. I got so much information out of you guys. Like I felt so less alone in the whole process. So I love that you're here. I love that you're also a bride-to-be. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad we were able to be... That's literally like the the crux of why I do what I do. To be able to be a resource for other brides, especially Corona brides. It's literally been like an outlet for me to take my frustrations out with wedding planning and put them into content and TikToks and reels and all the things. So I'm glad that it's actually helping other people and other brides. 100%. Like there are so many things, especially in COVID. I'm like, what are other people doing? Because I don't know what to do here. Mm -hmm. Um, So you guys are such... Yeah, crying and drinking. Um, yes. you, you guys were such an awesome resource. And that's why I'm so excited to have you here because we have actually taken a ton. I've been like polling the audience over weeks, asking for their biggest um, wedding big kid problems. I know I had my wedding issues that came up. Everybody has like their own set of problems and you just have such a, a good pulse on everything going on. So I'm hoping you can solve some of our wedding BKPs today. I've got you guys. I've got you guys. It's what I do best. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, Before we get started into some of these questions, some of these issues, I just want to give a little bit of background on you. And I know you're getting married in three weeks. So you are freaking Mm -hmm. in it right now. Where's your wedding? What's the vibe? Give us a little bit of background. Yes, it's crunch time, baby. So um, wedding is September 4th, 2021, Labor Day weekend. That was one of the only weekends open, only one of the only days that all of our vendors could do when we postponed from October 31st of 2020. We postponed it this year. Um, it was either September 4th or September 11th. So we chose the 4th. <laughs> yeah, didn't want to Good do call. September 11th. Yeah. So we chose this and we are looking forward to it. It's in Annapolis, Maryland. I'm from Salisbury, Maryland, which is a super random little town out on the way Eastern shore, um, you know, cornfields, that kind of vibe out there. So Annapolis is gorgeous. I love Annapolis, Maryland. If you've never been, you must go. Lots of like sailboats, water, that kind of stuff. The vibe of our wedding, you know, it's... It's going to be interesting, eclectic, if you will. I've been doing most of the planning for the past, you know, got engaged in 2019, just like you. So I've been doing most of the planning on my own. And a lot of the design vision has just been me being like, yeah, I like this. Let's go with that. So hopefully it'll be interesting to see how it all comes together. Um, We have an amazing month of planner and she just keeps reassuring me that it's going to look great. So that's kind of the overall vibe of it. But it's going to be... Our guest list is 165 people right now. We have huge Italian families on both sides and um, just a bunch of friends. 10 people in each bridal party, 10 bridesmaids, 10 groomsmen. So 
going to be oh, a larger wow. wedding. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. You- and of course, you know, COVID's Delta variant <sighs> is uh, <laughs> creeping up Dude. into with things. But as, as a fellow COVID bride, it literally is stressful until the day of. Like, you're just like, I don't know what's going to happen um, right. with all of this. Like, there's so many, it just changes so frequently. So I, I do want to get into COVID because I know that's been a big factor in both of our wedding planning journeys. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm curious, since you moved it from like an October, like fall to Labor Day, did you have to like do a lot of changes in the whole like style of your wedding or did you kind of just keep everything the same? So yes. So when we were envisioning it in 2020 and planning the October 31st Halloween wedding, um, we were had this whole plan to do like cute, subtle nods to Halloween, like not over the top, like Halloween themed or anything, just like a fun little gothic theme in a way um, and different aspects of it. So yeah, we definitely had to pivot that now that it's a <laughs> summer wedding. <laughs> if we were still, imagine we just did like a gothic theme in September 4th. So we definitely had to pivot a bunch of the design, but we did keep all of our vent. Like we had already put down deposits and stuff with our vendors. So we kind of just picked them up, moved them. Mm-hmm. All of our vendors were so amazing to work with. They were like, yes, we'll we'll move to next year. You know, we really didn't have to like, lose that much money, which we're lucky because I know a lot of couples did. But yeah, I mean, and then we, you know, we pivoted some of the design. I kept my bridesmaids dresses are all black just because that was kind of easiest. And they like that too. So they're still going to be all black bridesmaids dresses. Black is still like a, uh, what's the word for it? A prominent color throughout the wedding, sort of, just because I just love the color black. Same. But yeah, so yeah. I was like, you know what? I love that color. Let's do that. I was that. like, can I get... Does my wedding dress come in black? Like that's... That Literally. That's what I was... That was like my joke when I started wedding Very, and- very Christine Quinn selling sunset of you. Yes. Have you did yes. you watch? Yeah. I didn't watch it, that. but I did see photos of that wedding and I was like, whoa, okay. This is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Too much. Um, I know. Okay. Okay. So everything is going to plan. Um, Obviously, you know, COVID is a huge thing, especially with this freaking Delta variant rearing its head. Um, (laughs) What are you guys doing? Because I got a ton of these questions, a ton of other stressed out brides. Um, Just basically like, what are are you doing like to make your guests feel comfortable like during this kind of like pandemic time? So funny that you asked that because I've been getting inundated with those questions too. Brides are starting to just panic again. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad. Like I had like in my DMs, they're all like, COVID, what are you doing with it? Oh. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like I haven't answered any of them. So <laughs> big kid problems audience, you're getting like my first time answering this. So you're welcome. Um, I mean, so for us, all of my guests, literally all of them, I can confidently say are vaccinated which were so lucky. Like I really, I I had Mike and his family, like I had his mom, like make sure with the relatives and stuff, I, I could do that on my side. You know, we didn't, we're not like requiring proof for anything. And I know a lot of weddings right now, especially are doing that. And that's totally fine. I mean, you've got to do what makes you feel most comfortable and your guests feel most comfortable. Some people are like requiring proof of vaccination or proof of negative COVID tests. Um, Some people are doing things like, you know, more spaced out seating or smaller guest lists is a great Mm -hmm. way to, you know, mitigate risk and also to save money. I mean, for now, we're just kind of, you know, 
vaccinations and we're just, no buffet. We're doing seated dinner. I know buffets have like kind of gone away with COVID almost in the wedding industry. Other than that, we're just going to keep an eye and hope things go well. I mean, I think September 4th, I think will be good. I think if we are going to see... I mean, I'm no epidemiologist. I feel like all brides though, we've like been forced to become them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but I feel like we... I, September 4th is like just in time. Whereas not to like if you're if you're listening and you're getting married after like you're probably fine we just like we're just going to hope for the best really <laughs> yeah yeah i think it depends like where you are all of that stuff i mean i yeah. had this i had this girl in my dms last night like being like what do i do half my family is vaccinated the other side of the family isn't vaccinated they're like fighting with each other they don't feel comfortable with each other and like she's been oh, in God. tears for days. And I'm like, this is the thing. I'm like, people have to be able to make up their own minds. Like you as the bride cannot, right. you, there's so, like we have such such little control over the situation. I'm like, you can put in some guidelines in place. You can communicate with your guests. Like that was one thing we right. did um, because I think a lot of people had questions. Like we were like the pretty much like kind of the first wedding that I think a lot of our friends and family went to like, you know, since this whole pandemic thing happened. Mm -hmm. So we like overly communicated, you know, um, and just like, you know, you're being safe. Yeah. Yeah. And like ask people, you know, you know, we, we, we kind of, in a way we worded it of like, you know, we hope that if you're able to get a vaccine or a negative test, uh, before traveling, like that is what the CDC is like recommending. Um, I, I, I provided like resources, like for at home, uh, tests. Like there's like a company called Everly that you can literally like have, um, tests mailed to you. Like, so if people, you know, wanted to do that, but we just covered our bases that way. And then at the end of the day, we're like, we completely understand if you do not feel comfortable coming and we put it on our guests. Yes. And that's, I think all you can do. And I think like provide all that, those resources, that language on your wedding website, make sure you're commuting it, communicating it to guests. And that's right. Put it on the guests too. And look, everybody's different. Everybody has different feelings, thoughts. People, you might have more older people at your wedding that might be more higher risk. If you do, I I get a lot of questions from brides being like, is it okay if I ask so-and-so who's like, you know, not getting vaccinated? And is it okay if I ask them like not to come now? And I'm like, look, at the end of the day, I personally think it it is. If that's what you want, if you are hosting this event and there's like two people that are going to be risky and you're v- extremely nervous about that. I think it's okay to just be like, look, can you either get tested or just like not come? <laughs> I know that sounds so aggressive, but like, I, you know, COVID's real. Like, I just, I, I don't know. And like, it's, it's at the tough. end of the day, do what's best for you. I'm very like on the bride's side with this. Like, obviously, I want my guests to all have a good time and whatnot, but. I'm I'm very like do what's best for you at the end of the day. It's your wedding day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, okay. So I think that's a good thing. Another thing with that happened with COVID too is I know like both of us, like we had our weddings postponed. And I know a lot of other people um that reached out to me with questions had also postponed their wedding. And one of the big things was like, you know, maybe I don't have the same relationships with people 
pre-COVID mm-hmm. that I do now. They're like, is it okay to ever uninvite somebody from your from your wedding? Or even, I even got this one. They're like, can you uh, uninvite or like knock down a bridesmaid? Like somebody, maybe somebody that you invited, wanted in your wedding party mm-hmm. two years ago and now things have changed. Like what what's your advice for those kind of awkward situations? I think it's totally... COVID threw all the rules out the window that like all the etiquette, all the rules, there are no more at this point. I think it's totally fine to uninvite people, especially if your relationship has changed over the past however many years. Um, I know we talked about this on our episode too, but we we use like the FaceTime test. If you don't feel comfortable FaceTiming them or them FaceTiming you on a random day, they shouldn't come to your wedding. Like if you... You know who you want. If you think about it, your wedding is a day where you are marrying the love of your life. And it's an intimate day. If you don't want people there, if you don't feel like you know people well enough for them to be there witnessing your love, then why are you inviting them in the first place? So I think it's totally fine to uninvite people who you've drifted from. I think, I mean, I did this, I did it and it went really well. I sent a really nice text message. I know some people, you know, called them and stuff. But again, going back, I was like, it'd be weird if I called so-and-so. They We don't talk on the phone ever. So I'm just going to text them. And so I sent really nice text messages. I made sure to tailor them to each person. I was just like, look, with COVID, things are always so up in the air. It's so hard. The capacity limits, our venue at the time had limits and we were getting real close to them. And I was like, we just have to, you know, uninvite some people. And, but I wish you the best. Next time I come to DC, I'll hit you up. We'll hang out, whatever. And it went well. People were very understanding and they were cool with me doing that because they were just understanding because of the uncertain times, unprecedented times we live in. So I think that's fine. And then for bridesmaids, we get this question all the time too. And so for me, I don't know if I'd... When it, Again, when it comes down to it, do what you feel is best in your gut. And if you really... If you have a bridesmaid in your wedding party that just... You're, you don't feel like you want her in anymore, you can ask her to step down. I would just try to avoid that though. Like Jordana and I always say... It feels a little weird like demoting somebody. Like if anything, just keep them in and don't go out of your way to whatever or interact with them too much if you don't have to. Like just keep them in and whatnot. I I know that sounds like you're not doing what's best for you, but it's just such a weird dynamic. It's like, if again, if you really feel like you should demote them, you can and you can explain to them why and just... And I'm sure anybody you're going to with these things is going to like, it's not going to blindside them. Like if they're being a really shitty friend, they might be expecting that text or phone call from you that's demoting them. Um, demoting. So I don't know. <laughs> Literally <laughs> demoting. It's, yeah. a, it's an unpaid job being a bridesmaid. They might be it, happy if you demote them. If they're showing that they like do, clearly don't want to be a good bridesmaid to you, honestly, you could demote them and they might be happy. Yeah. It, I, this was something that I was surprised by. Um, 
going into wedding planning, maybe something I just didn't anticipate is, and we got, I got so many questions about this, just like bridesmaids drama in general. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people like run into issues with their bridesmaids. You know, maybe like they have friends that don't get along. Maybe they've had friends that like really like had a really bad falling out. I had Mm -hmm. a little bit of that where I had, before I decided who my bridesmaids were, I was like, there's two of them that I'm friends with that I know have really bad blood with each other. And mm-hmm. like, what's your advice around that? Like when you when you have like internal fighting in your bridesmaids yeah. party, like how do you deal with the drama? That's bound to happen because if you think about it, your bridal party is most likely made up of friends from home, friends from college, friends from work, friends from all different stages in your life. And I was talking about this with one of my bridesmaids. It's like your friends from home, you didn't choose to necessarily be friends. Like you guys grew up in the same hometown and then chose to be friends, but they might lead a very different life than your friends that you've met in the big city of New York. At least for me, that's my point of view. But you're, these people all might come from very different walks of life and have very different viewpoints on things. So you're bound to have just differing views, sometimes drama. Um, for dealing with them, I would just say, A, lean on the maid of honor and lean on the other people in the group to help you diminish. Do not try to take on anything alone. Ugh. And B... Like, talk to them and just be like, "What? please put your drama aside. This is my wedding. I love you. And I also love so-and-so. Just please try to forget your hatred for them. It's one day, or if in the bachelorette party case, it's one weekend. Please just try to put it aside. I really want to enjoy it. And if they're a good friend to you, they will really try to respect that and try to diminish the drama. But I would say like set those expectations with anything with the bridesmaids. When it comes to money, when it comes to drama, when it comes to anything you're expecting of them, do it early, talk to them, confront it so that you can actually enjoy as the bride. And keep in mind, like there's going to be drama probably with a group like that on on the bachelorette party weekend. When you're there, don't get caught up in it. Just keep in mind, this is the one, hopefully one time you're celebrating your bachelorette party. Like you've <laughs> got to just enjoy it. Yeah. So, did, you have, did you have any drama on your bachelorette? No drama necessarily. Just like people not getting along as well as I thought they would, which is, is drama essentially. Um, <laughs> no drama. Just like, yeah. Like uh, there were home friends that you could just tell are so different than yeah. friends I've met later in life, which was, I didn't realize it until we were all there. Um, and then you'll have your quieter girls who are a stark contrast to the louder party girls, which is tough. Because then as the bride, you kind of feel like you have to like flip back and forth, like code switch from being both quieter and then being... But it's, like there was a point on my bachelorette where I was like, you know what? I just need I need people to include themselves in things and be have their own fun. I I got to worry about Nicole. I've got to yeah. worry about if I'm having fun, and it's selfish. And you and for us people that usually love that all, I'm the type of person that loves when all my friends are getting along, when all everybody's having a good time, especially on an event that's for me. But then I was like, I just got to be selfish. And do yeah, yeah. 
like you said, it's like yeah. hopefully the only time you're going to be celebrating. So you got to kind of just like focus right. on your good time. I actually, right. I had a situation like for my bachelorette where I had two friends that are at such on edge, like that are such enemies now that one of them was like, look, if she's invited, I'm not coming. And she's like, I'm really wow. sorry, but like, I don't feel comfortable coming. I think it's going to ruin everybody's time because like, we can't be under the same roof. Like if we're all drinking, like I can promise you shit's going to happen. And at the end of the day, I'd be like, okay. You know, like if, yeah. if you guys, if you guys are uncomfortable, like, and you, and you don't want to come, like then don't come. And right. so that actually happened. Like where one of my really good friends, like didn't come on the bachelorette. And honestly, it was totally fine. Like I had for the best. zero, I had zero drama on my bachelorette. Like everyone got along, like everyone had so much fun and it, it, it didn't, it was, it was fine. And at the, it's kind of goes back you, to like, yeah, it was, were you like madder at her or like almost like thankful for her for in a way taking the mature decision, making the mature decision to like not to. Um, I was honestly bummed. Like I was bummed um, yeah. because like the whole situation just totally backfired in my face, like on both sides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, honestly, like both friends like ended up getting mad at me because I somehow by like talking to both of them got myself in the middle of the situation, um, which right. wasn't great. But at the end of the day, um, everybody who was there was like, and all my other all my other bridesmaids like knew about the drama and was like, we're so sorry. Like you just need to be out of this. Which goes yeah. back to one thing you said that I think is so important where you were like, make sure your maid of honor handles the dirty work. Like mm-hmm. that is huge. I had um my maid of honor, I chose like my childhood best friend. And my childhood best friend does not know any of my other friends. She, you know, started having kids like right out of college. Like we just lived two very, very different lives. And if I could go, like, and she ended up not even coming to the wedding, like, the month before because she was like pregnant again and like didn't feel comfortable um, traveling with COVID and like wanted to bring her kids. It was like a whole thing, but she ended up not even coming to the wedding. And I think when you're picking a bride's uh, maid of honor, it's not, you don't have, don't feel obligated by like oldest friend, longest, you know, like whatever it is. Like, I think you should put into consideration, like who's actually going to be like your wing woman through this thing. Yes. Yes. Bingo. That's so, even, and like, Mine is my sister. She didn't come to ba- to the bachelorette. She just gave birth a couple weeks ago and she was like eight months pregnant when I had my bachelorette. Um, so she could not make it to Tulum, Mexico that pregnant. But I mean, that's that's a good point. It's like literally choose whoever you think is going to be your wing woman and actually like help you plan things and take initiative and be, we always say like, the maid of honor should be like the agent and the bride is the talent. Like the bride should not have to deal with things. Like the maid of honor should be like the agent or a manager in a way, like who deals with the annoying things. And that way the bride can just coast and relax. That's, it's really important. Or if you don't have a maid of honor that's there, like in my case, it's like lean on your friends more who are still good friends and can help you kind of like, Talk, it can go to that person and talk and diminish the drama for you. One thing Nicole and I have in common we both use Bride Bright in preparation for our weddings. If you are looking for gorgeous pearly whites, all you need is 10 minutes a day for 10 days to achieve that wedding ready smile. Bride Bright was developed by a dentist and his fiance who were getting ready for their wedding. 
and it has everything you need to remove coffee, tea, and red wine stains and get your brightest smile yet. Every kit comes with three whitening pens, which trust me, is actually plenty for multiple 10-day at-home treatments and touch-ups as needed. And it also comes with a wireless LED light mouthpiece to accelerate the whitening process. You can purchase Bride Bright as its own kit or at checkout, you can purchase the couples bundle, which is a great gift if your significant other wants their brightest smile too. They also have have new Stay Bright on-the-go teeth wipes, which are a total lifesaver, especially during red wine season. I mean, have you ever gotten wine mouth before? That's a condition I made up, but it's basically when you drink red wine in public and then your mouth is that weird red-purple color the rest of the night. Well, we have an answer to that big kid problem. It's called the Stay Bright Wipes. These individually wrapped on-the-go teeth wipes brighten your smile while leaving your breath minty fresh. So smile big and check out Bride Bright on Instagram at Bride Bright. The bright is spelled B-R-I-T-E. And purchase all of your teeth whitening needs today at www.bridebright.co. That's B-R-I-D-E-B-R-I-T-E dot C-O. Use code BIGKID for free shipping and 40% off. Yes, that's 40% off with code BIGKID. Thank me later. I had a couple friends of mine that I ended up I ended up making my bridesmaids later on in the process. Like they weren't in my original bridal party from the first wedding, but in the second wedding they were in my bridal party because they really like stepped wow. up and were like, "What do you need help with? Like we've got this. Like we're gonna plan this for you." And like when you have those kind of friends, like that's who you want. Like that's who you yeah. want, kind of in your corner. You know what? I have two friends who actually actually three technically, um, who are not bridesmaids, but like almost have pretty much like shown more uh, support to me throughout this whole process than some of my bridesmaids, which like now we're three weeks away from the wedding, like whatever, I'm not. Two of them are going to be readers in the ceremony who um, I'm so excited because they still get to come to like the rehearsal dinner and all of that stuff. But it's it's crazy because it's like, if if we were further out from the wedding and you had time to like get a dress and stuff, I'd be making you guys bridesmaids now. Yeah. It's, it, people show their true colors when they're not given the role and they're still like helping. That's like, oh, you're a good friend. You're supportive. Yeah, that's huge. Um, yeah. So funny. That's I, I was amazed at how many questions we got about bridesmaids and like the drama that goes with that. And it really is something you don't... I never in a million years thought about and it it totally is a factor that will <laughs> affect your, your planning process. Um, another oh, big yeah. piece of drama and not a lot of questions I got about this one was like the family drama that comes along with uh, wedding planning, which holy shit, talking about opening a mm. can of worms. <laughs> um, like I, I just don't, I don't think like my family is very dramatic, but like in the, in the planning process, I mean, you realize like drama between aunts and like, you yes. know, this person doesn't want their remarried spouse's spouse coming and like all this crazy stuff happens. I'm curious, um, with you guys, I know you guys get a lot of listener import. Import like if you do have like a really crazy um, story of family drama, or maybe even like a mother-in-law story that's truly horrific. Because I live for this Ugh. shit. We get so many, literally so many. I mean, like you said, literally wedding planning brings out the worst in people. And you'll find that your family members like randomly care about things that you're like, when, since when do you care about that or whatever? Um, 
Honestly, I can't pinpoint a crazy story. There's been just honestly so many. I mean, we've heard it all from like, there's been some crazy sister-in-laws that I've heard of. Like you'll be marrying into, there will be a sister-in-law who's just like a rabid, crazy bitch. Um, Mother-in-laws we definitely hear about. Like there, the simple the one that comes to mind is like mother-in-laws wearing white to weddings. Like brides will be like, brides will DM us photos and be like, my mother-in-law is trying to wear this dress. And it's literally a white wedding dress. And we're like, <laughs> and I'm like, did you, did you tell her like that looks similar to your wedding dress? And the bride will write back and be like, yes, but she doesn't care. She's insisting that like she likes this one best. And it's like, are you kidding me? Or just like, I think when it comes to moms and parents in general, they care so much. Like there's a lot of moms out there that just care so much what people think like about their status or their children's whatever. So that's what, when parents get crazy about weddings, it's because social media plays a part. That is one of the main drivers sometimes in the craziness. It's like what people are going to see on their Facebook page and like think about their daughter or son's wedding. And so that that puts them on like extra crazy mode about details. Like we've heard of just, um, I don't know, like mother-in-laws being crazy about like the randomest little things. Like we can't have to do seven appetizers, not six. And they'll like start a whole hoopla over it. And it's like, what? They're, they'll just be pushy and whatnot. I think for all of these family issues that these brides are facing, you just have to like... Oh, my biggest tip for this, actually, if you're facing crazy things with in-laws, we always get brides writing in being like, well, so now what do I do? Do I go to my in-laws and do I say something? Or And I'm like, where is your significant other, your fiance, your whoever? Like, where yeah. are they? Get them involved and have them get their family in check. Like they, and then brides will be like, but I don't want to stress him out. And I'm like, no, get him involved. Like it is his family that is going haywire. Get yeah. him to calm their asses down. So that's my biggest thing. And like they're, it's their family. Get them involved. They, you shouldn't be stressing. And also just set boundaries. You've got to set boundaries or else the wedding plan now, if you don't set boundaries with crazy in-laws, they will walk over all over you for your entire life. You've got to be outspoken. You've got to set mm-hmm. your boundaries. I'm very lucky personally to just have like the best in-laws ever. They truly just are the sweetest people. They like aren't judgy. They don't care what people think. They're just so nice and awesome. So sorry for all of you out there who don't. <laughs> but um but I mean, I mean, we just get the craziest stories. It's yeah. a lot of crazy stuff though about like friends and friend drama. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure after this episode, I'll literally think of like a crazy story, but I there's just so many. I know. That I don't know. That that's the whole thing though, like setting boundaries is such like a big thing. And like learning to say no. Like I in my <laughs> normal life, like just I I just don't always say no to things. Like I'm always a little bit of a pushover. But when it comes to your wedding, Dang. when it comes to like you, you are if you're paying for this thing too, like that was my whole thing. I'm like, if my family member's trying to invite like my, you know, extended cousins who I haven't talked to in 10 years. Like I'm the people paying per plate here. Like I am going to have to call the shots. I did actually, there's an episode, I'll put it in show notes for you guys, where I had somebody come on just talking about how to set boundaries. I had to disinvite somebody in my family. Um, And I literally went back into the episode and like, 
like just mapped out exactly how I had to say it. And it was really helpful. Like I was oh, basically... I need that. Yeah, it was really helpful. But you basically just have to lay down the law. Be like, look, I understand this is going to put you in a difficult situation, but like this is why I'm making the decision and I appreciate, you know, you supporting right. me in this. And like just right. like laid it out quick, like ripped a band-aid off. Especially but it is hard. if you're... Especially like you said, if you're paying for it. like, And I think that's where we see a lot of couples writing in being like, I don't know how to tell my... I don't know how to set this boundary because my in-laws or my parents are paying for so much. And that, I will admit, like that makes it way tougher to say no when they're like, but we're funding this whole event for you. Yep. And that's tough. But it's like with that, Jordana and I always say, my co-host on Betches Brides, she always says, I know this sucks to hear, but be prepared. Don't don't ever try to plan a wedding that you... Even if parents and in-laws are helping pay for, don't try to plan a wedding that you realistically couldn't pay for yourself. Because like, mm. A, God, like, then you're like way too reliant on your parents and in-laws. And B, if anything does go wrong at the end of the day with them, you could always just be like, okay, like, thank you very much for your offer, but we're actually going to pay for this and like take it on. Because money does come in to the equation when people are paying. Usually they get a little bit more of a say. So if you want that full control and say more, um, you should be able to always have it because it is your wedding day. But if you want it more, maybe take that offer away. Yeah. Another thing too is this is something I had to like talk to myself about was like I had our my mother-in-law like had a couple requests for the wedding that I was like, you know, a little puzzled by. And at the end <laughs> of the day, it's <laughs> a little puzzled. But there's yeah. at the end of the day, you kind of have to ask yourself, you're like, does this affect my experience of the wedding? Because if she wants this and it doesn't really affect me, mm-hmm. sure. You know what? Yeah. Sure. If it does That's, affect yeah. what like my time at the wedding, then it's a conversation. Um, but I there was requests like that that I had to be like, you know what, at the end of the day, it's fine. It doesn't, it's not gonna like ruin my day if we right. do this extra. That's a thing. really good that's a really good mature way to look at it. Cause I think sometimes like we can get annoyed with our in-laws and the littlest thing can bug us out and you can go down a whole spiral of freaking out over some... But like you said, if it's not going to affect how you're feeling on your wedding day, let it go. She can it's have fine. her whatever. Yeah, it's fine at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, we did kind of just briefly touch on budget and that's another one we have to get mm-hmm. into. Um, yes. Because obviously that's probably the biggest big kid problem people have when it comes to wedding planning is figuring out how the book to pay for this thing. To pay. Yeah. I can say, I mean, you're you're all almost there. Like I know I ended up going over budget. Did you? Yes. Like already. I'm like, I mean, yes and no. We've we've cut down on things and whatnot, like different aspects. Like for example, I always use florals as an example. And my florist is incredible. She's great. She's helped us work with things. Like the the original bill she gave me, I was like, um, there's no reason florals should cost that much. Like we cut down on stuff. Like we're not going crazy with flower. We're doing what we have to do to make it look good. You know, nice flower arrangements on the reception tables, a nice backdrop behind us for the ceremony. 
are we draping the ceilings and the walls with greenery like I had originally wanted? You know, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) We're reusing florals like my bridesmaids after the ceremony, we're grabbing their bouquets out of their hands and using those, reusing them from the ceremony for the reception on tables as some of the centerpieces. Like there's different aspects with that. Um, we were, yes, I, to answer, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you that one real quick. We were supposed to do that too and then it didn't happen. Shit, really? Yeah. Do, like, they, I, what are the, do they lose them? No, no, no. Like I just, we, like okay. I was, they told us they were going to put, use the, um, the bouquets, which I don't know if you experienced this, but I was very shocked at how much uh, bachelorette bouquet or the bridal party bouquets yeah. cost for like what they are. They're like a, a couple hand, like a little handful of flowers. They were like $150. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everyone held on to theirs and like they just weren't, did never ended up on the tables. So yeah. If oh, you're going to do that, oh, make sure you, uh, make sure you like overly communicate that. Yeah. 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 Like when we hand them to them, I'm going to be like, do not let this get ruined. I mean, they're holding them up there for the ceremony for like two seconds. So I, I can't imagine my friends aren't like wild animals who are going to like tear them up. Yeah. So, um, mine, aren't, mine weren't either. Just nobody collected them. Like nobody, like nobody, nobody owned that. So like maybe make sure like oh, your, your, your coordinator or whoever it is like collects them like afterwards. Cause like just nobody, nobody did that. Good tip. Sidebar. Thank you. Sidebar. <laughs> no, that's a good thing to know because I know a lot of people to have this are doing the same thing as me. But yeah, to answer your question, we're a little over budget. We definitely are because once you get closer to the wedding day, you have the mentality of like, I've been planning this for at this point, two years. Mm-hmm. And I just have that mentality of, okay, let me throw in the little extra, some of the little extras that I like that were maybes, like, why not throw them in? Like, I wasn't even going to do a photo booth. Now I'm having my photo booth person reenact the Kardashian photo booth. Amazing. (laughs) Literally not the same one, unfortunately, but um, like the little stuff like that. Like I wasn't going to do flowers on the cocktail hour tables, but I decided I needed that. Like, I don't know. It's easy to just kind of throw those things in. But also you have to remember little stuff that you might not expect. Like, Tipping vendors is a thing. So put aside money for that. Um, I don't know, just like last additional things that you... Make sure when you're making your wedding budget, you just like set aside a couple thousand just in case for anything last minute that comes up. Yeah. Last minute, like it just, it kind of becomes monopoly money at a certain point. You're like, sure. Yeah. Approve that. (laughs) Approve that. Whatever needs to get done. Like we ended up like really, even the last week of the wedding, like adding a bunch of stuff that we didn't think about. Like we had to get like secure, a security Mm. detail for the, uh, the property that we were on. We had that cost like thousands of dollars. Just like a lot of random things. Um, Real quick, before we get into like some of the things that I think we can cut out, because I do think they're is a lot. Um, and that it was like probably my number one question that I got for this episode. Um, yep. I want to talk about like making a budget for your wedding. If you have any tips around this, because that was like a big question mark for, for us. Like we didn't know how we were going to pay for it. And like, we had to get, we had to get creative. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest questions we get all the time. We actually just did a whole web episode with like an expert from Wedding Wire on this and it's oh it's just so different cuz she she even was saying like it differs from area to area like obviously New York and LA are the most expensive places to have a wedding so like when i was looking we looked at a couple venues in New York and then quickly we were like never mind can't afford that like so went to Maryland where i'm from 
Um, I think when you're making a budget for your wedding, you definitely have to do a ton. I just did a ton of research. I asked around. I said to friends in the area, how much did you spend on flowers? How much did you? How much did you? Just to get like a a price gauge of like the range of how much things cost. I reached out to vendors themselves and said like, how much would you cost to do whatever it is you do for a one... 60-ish person wedding. I think we were asking about 180-person weddings at the time. Um, so that was just the research before you like sign anything mm-hmm. so that you know how much vendors in your area are like supposed to cost. And then prioritize what... Once you have that research, I mean, you just... You, you do have to do a ton of research. That's Research is my number one tip for that. But once you have it, decide and prioritize what's most important to you if it's more important to you to have an amazing wedding band or DJ who's like more expensive than it is to have elaborate decor rentals, then that's something you factor into the budget. And you might say like, okay, we're going to spend X percent more on band and X percent on, you know, decor. Mm -hmm. Um, Prioritizing for sure is huge. Yeah. I know that's vague, but like it is just so... That's how I did. That's how I made a budget-ish. Yeah. Um, And also, I will say... Oh, sorry. I had my sister who got married in Annapolis a couple years ago, and I knew how much her wedding was. So I was like kind of going off... But she's very extra. So mine is less than hers. Um, But I was kind of... I had a nice precedent to work with too. Yeah. That's so helpful. Especially like your, your parents probably knew what they were in store for too. Did you um yeah. did you end up getting help from your family? Because that's like another that's a whole other like little piece of the puzzle. We we paid yes. we paid the majority of our wedding, but we did ask for a little bit of help, um, which can be awkward. But I think there's a way of doing it that makes it better. Yeah, and I'll fully own it. Like I've been called like a privileged girl for. <laughs> Like parents help with the wedding. I don't care, like whatever. Um, so we definitely have help. I mean, we it's kind of like third, like Mike and I are funding a bunch of stuff, more like the stuff like that pertains to us more. Like we're paying for like our, my dress, his suit, um, you know, wedding bands we have to pick up later today, actually. The other random little st- like decor that we're getting off of Etsy and stuff, like that's all on us. Um, that we'll tip the vendors, all of that kind of stuff, all the little stuff that still adds up, like that's us. Um, his parents are doing the whole rehearsal. They chipped in a bunch of money for they're covering like florals, God bless them. My dad is definitely taking God bless him. He just kind of he did this for my older sister. So it was kind of like when I got engaged, he, you know, we had a conversation. He was like, You um, yeah, I'm I'm happy to help with your wedding. We're very fortunate where, you know, not all, definitely not all parents and not all families are in that position. So um, mad respect for the couples that fund their whole wedding fully. But yeah, so he was like, you know, I'm happy to help contribute. Mike's parents did the same. Luckily, like we didn't have to go to them and ask. Like they kind of That's were nice. like came to us and offered. Yeah. God, yeah. again, God bless them. Yeah. Um, and we're so grateful. Like literally, I'm like, I, I'm like, don't you guys even think about getting us a wedding gift? Like, this is your gift. Um, we're just so grateful. And but truly, I know this sounds weird, but like 
my dad truly wants to. Like that is his thing. I mean, from aside from this, like we're very independent. I've, you know, never really asked him for anything. Um, had a job since I was 15. So he's like, this is like his gift to me. He's like, I love you and Mike, and I want to help put on this. That's this so wedding sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, everybody, everybody is different. Everyone has different situations. Like that is so great. That's mm-hmm. very fortunate and I'm sure super helpful. Um, like for us, my my parent, like both of our parents did end up helping, but like we just approached it as like we're we're trying to figure out our wedding bed budget. Like if you'd like to contribute, like let us know. That's like we're smart. just we're just trying to get our heads around like where we're at. And then um, like his mom like did our whole rehearsal dinner, which was so Huge. It yep. was huge for us. Um, my right. parent, my, you know, my mom contributed a little bit. And then she was kind of my liaison for the rest of the family. <laughs> like I was like, mm-hmm. my mom's like, I'll also ask your grandma, which was, which I thought was really, uh, which was grandparents cool too. Is the best. Yeah. When you have, yeah. I, well, mine are like, unfortunately deceased, but like I've heard of grandparents swooping in to save the day with funding weddings in many yeah. cases. They, cause they have, there's, Sometimes grandparents are sitting on piles of money and they love their grandkids. So yeah, they're like, that. this is a great thing to do. I know this is just the thing I, w- I wanted to talk about it because I know it's like one of those awkward things. A lot of people don't talk about like how they figure out their wedding budget, but like, I'm sure this is probably helpful for anybody listening, like how to yeah. go about it. Well, um, and set that expectation, pro- like ask for a firm number on the budget and stuff because then you just know how much you have to work with between you, your parents, or even just yourself. Um, But like definitely ask that set expectations prior. That way you're not just like floundering and guessing. And that way you'll get the question from vendors all the time. Like, what's your budget? How much do you have to spend on this? And that way you can kind of work with them and tell them like, oh, I have this much set aside for lighting or this much for chairs. Yeah. Your budget is going to determine the wedding you have. It's going to determine how many people you can invite. Um, That's a big thing too, as um, when we talk about budgeting, like that's just another, I think one of the biggest factors to consider is just if you're on a tight budget, bring your numbers down. Like that is the number Mm. one way to save money. It's the number one cost. Uh, The more people you have, I think, I think when we started planning, Brandon wanted like a 300 person wedding. And when we actually sat down and like budgeted it out and like, knew the kind of things, the type of wedding we wanted to have, we had to get a lot more realistic and we ended up doing like yeah. 150, like literally like half of that. Mm-hmm. Which is, which probably still felt like so many people. Like 150 is a good amount still. And, but yeah, fully cutting your list down, that is the number one way to save budget. There's many yeah. ways, but there's that's many ways. number one. So this is the last week in our wedding series. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling ready to move on and start the next phase of life. And for us, that's actually getting ready for babies. I know. I know it kind of shocks me to think about it too. But I'm 33. We postponed our wedding by a year. And you know what? We're ready to get moving. So one of the big things I'm doing to even get started in the process is taking Parallel. Parallel is the first and only OBGYN founded prenatal vitamin with targeted nutrients for each stage of motherhood. I didn't know this, but my doctor told me it's actually smart to take a prenatal before you get pregnant. That way your body can build up ample nutrients ahead of conception, which is important for that healthy early development for baby. So when I started looking at prenatals to take, I found Parallel 
And what initially attracted me to this brand is how they differentiate your nutritional needs for each stage of pregnancy. They have a prenatal specifically for the trying to conceive stage, each separate trimester of pregnancy, and also a postpartum. Most prenatals treat this journey with a one-size-fits-all approach, but your body changes throughout each stage and so do your nutritional needs. So right now I'm taking their conception support pack, which has everything you need in a high-quality, full-spectrum prenatal supplement, while also including nutrients like folate, omega DHA, and COQ10, which supports egg health and ovarian stimulation to support conception. It's great for anyone actively trying to conceive or even just thinking about trying with in the next year. So if you're thinking about pregnancy or are already on the journey, check out parallelhealth.com and use code BIGKID20 for 20% off your first month. That's parallelhealth.com and use code BIGKID20 for 20% off. That kind of brings us to that main question, which I know was, I got so much is like, what other things can you cut out? Like, what are some trends that you're seeing brides like cut back on? I can tell you a few that I did, but I'd love to hear Mm -hmm. some ways that people are cutting back on, on that, on those costs. Yes. Look, and I hate to like uh, condemn any vendors who do this, but like this, this is just what I'm seeing. Nobody's doing favors anymore. Like, you know how people used to do coasters or things unless some people do a favor if it's like, you know, if A, if they have budget for this, do a favor, whatever. But favors is one thing people are cutting out. Hotel welcome bags. I know that's so random, but that's the thing. Some people are cutting out. I'm doing them, but I'm doing them really cheap. Like we're going to Sam's Club and getting like bags of chips in bulk and throwing them in bags and calling it a day. The little extra stuff. I literally made a list before this because there are so many things. Um, cake, which we talked about on the Betches Brides episode. Cake. Chop that cake. Chop that cake. <laughs> Get rid of the cake, man. If you If you have budget again and you want a fancy, amazing cake, do it. If you don't, you can cut it out. People don't care about cake as much. Um, Get some sort of other dessert so that people have something sweet. Photo booth is a big one that's sometimes a maybe. But I will say like a big tip I've seen is that if you're not doing favors, sometimes people do do a photo booth and kind of think of that as a favor. Like you... um, you they get to keep the photos as uh, you know a little keepsake favor thing. I hate to say this because I I have an amazing videographer, but a lot of people cut out videography because it's just kind of like extra nice to have thing. Oh, and then just like decor can add up so much. Tablecloths. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how much table freaking table linens cost until I started looking into them. I was like, you know what? Nope, I'll use the plain ones, the ugly ones that come with my venue. That's And that's a big tip too. It's like when you are looking at venues, one of the first things you'll do when planning, look for a venue that if you want to save, try to look for a venue that includes a lot of stuff that you like and can use. So you don't have to be bringing in glassware, silverware, table linens, napkins, all that stuff. And also like... Maybe find a venue that is a hat. You don't have to dress up too much. That has a gorgeous, you know, setting that you mm. don't have to bring in like draping and lighting and all the things too. I know that's what Jordana's doing. Like she's getting married in Mexico, so yes, it's going to add up a ton. It's a destination wedding, but 
she's like, I really don't have to do like decor that much. It's on a beautiful beach in Mexico with palm trees. Like that's my decor. Yeah. Um, that was my plan too so yeah. for the outdoor outdoor ceremony. I'm like, we're in Napa. Like we don't need anything. Like it's gorgeous. We'll get a couple flowers mm-hmm. on the table, call it a freaking day. Um, but then mm-hmm. we had to move everything inside and scramble. But <laughs> you're like, bring in the lights. Yeah, bring yeah. in everything. Oh my God, lighting is a huge cost. Didn't know that. Yeah. That's something like I'm currently, we're like negotiating and trying to see like our venue last minute kind of was like, you might want lighting because it's either really bright or really dark. And I know you're having candles and we're like, are you fucking kidding? So now we have to get lighting. And thankfully our band, who's doing our band, they also do lighting. So we're like trying to work in a deal with them. But. Oh, that's that's huge. That actually helped us a lot. Like our yeah. band brought in like a, a whole like backdrop that had like played videos and stuff like that. And like they had their own lighting and like lasers and smoke machine and all that stuff. Like we saved so much money on that just because our band in, kept it included, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Condense your vendors. That's a good tip too. It's like, don't... Don't go to this person for the welcome signs and decor if you're even doing that. Don't go to this. Like try to see what your vendors you're already working with do because then you can, then you won't have to tip as many people. You won't have to have mm-hmm. any... They they add tax. They add cost, yep. delivery setup costs. Like if you do condense your vendors and see what they all do. Like my band people, I think they even do photo booths, which we're getting from a different person. But like a lot of people you'd be surprised do multiple things. Yeah. So that the, I actually, so those are a couple of things I cut. I cut um, our signage. I'm like, we didn't have signage around the wedding. I'm like, people know they're here for Sarah and Brandon's wedding. We don't need a giant mm-hmm. sign that says it covered in flowers. Like our signage, we were going to get signage. And then like, we also had like, it was built into our floral budget that they were going to like deck that out with flowers. It, was, it all came out to like a thousand dollars for a sign. I'm like, no. Um, nix that. You nix actually just that. inspired me to nix my welcome sign. Thank you. I'm telling my girl <laughs> after this, I'm going to email her and be like, no welcome sign. Sorry. Just yeah, like, it's, she, the, it's like, do I need a welcome sign to say like, welcome to Nicole and Mike's wedding for a hundred X dollars? Like, no. People know. People know they're there, you know? Um, I felt totally fine cutting that out. I also, speaking of like um, printed materials, I had originally planned on doing wedding invites. Um, I, I, you know, I sent out a hard save the date, but because we had Mm -hmm. so many changes and because we had so many moving parts, I ended up doing digital wedding invites which was ended yep. up being a pretty big cost savings. Um, that way mm-hmm. we like, we sent, we sent out like a digital version of our, of our invite. And then we were able to include a lot of like written information that we wouldn't have been able to put on a hard invite. Like, Oh yeah. COVID things, the COVID things to keep in mind. Um, you mm-hmm. know, attire, like we our, our we had a whole destination wedding of like events and all of this stuff. So we were able to just like include it all in there. And then we were able to send updates, Brilliant. which I thought was really helpful. Um, and then just sent a link so people could RSVP through like a digital link, which was also saved us like a Brilliant. huge headache. Yeah. That's, I forgot to mention, that's probably one of the biggest, like everybody's moving to digital invites these days. I mean, a lot of people are, or like if you do do a paper invite, it does not have to be a whole suite of like that comes to you in a package. I've gotten those invitations before and I'm like this, I just, the cap, the cost literally calculates in my head. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) 
so yeah, no, do that's in a post COVID world, especially they're becoming way more normalized. So, and for you, like a destination e wedding, Jordana's doing the same, just digital invite gets all the information, gets your people online, works amazing, looks beautiful too. I like yeah. how they look. I was like a little I did those bummed. for change the dates. Yeah, I was a little bummed. Like I, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I wish I kind of had that, like just to save and be like, here's my invite. But at the end of the day, it's fine. Whatever. Um, you have plenty. I did just get save. a friend's invite in the mail and I was like, oh, that's that's beautiful. But hey, we're talking money saving. I think <laughs> that that's a great way to go. I also like cut out exactly. a couple like random like trying to think other things that I cut out that I'm like, you could totally do this. I ended up cutting back on our like cocktail hour foods. Um, we were going to have a bunch yes. of food stations and I'm like, no, like we have a couple things and like, that's it. We're about to walk into mm-hmm. a whole dinner and I'm happy that we One did that. Thing too, I don't know if this is common with like your friends or in your area, but it is up in New York. Everybody, it's like weird that I'm not doing this up in New York. I mean, I'm getting married in Maryland, but people up here... Everybody does a hosted after party mm-hmm. that we're not doing. What we're we're literally it's more like from where I'm from. Everybody just says like go to the bar downstairs. We our wedding is in a hotel where there's this amazing bar that's on the water. The we're just gonna like send everybody to the bar right when the wedding ends, and we're gonna party there all night. But it's not like a hosted after party where we're like paying for their drinks and stuff. That's which nice. that might, Yeah. Did you do an after party? Um, well, you, yes. yours was a whole experience. Yes, because yeah. ours was like, they were stuck on the property. So we, and that, that did actually turn out to be a pretty big cost for us. Um, was, you know, like we, and we had to serve food again, because it was like, we don't want people drinking for like hours and hours and hours on end. Um, and then not right. giving them like a late night food option. Um, especially the weddings I've been to, I always like the, the late night food is like the, where I get down. Oh, we're doing late night. We're doing yeah. a late night bite before people yeah. leave. But bringing yeah. it to a different, like if you have that option, I think that's such a good idea. Because you're right, the open mm-hmm. bar for those extra like two, three hours like adds up for sure. Thousands. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've talked about a couple of things I think we could cut out for budget wise. Now I'm just thinking of like things that you, like you've seen people cut out like from weddings in general. Like I, I feel like garter tosses are a thing of the past. Those are like mm-hmm. kind of long gone. Are there other things that you're seeing like people get rid of? The garter toss is the number one. People are like disgusted by it at this point. I've especially <laughs> seen the bouquet toss. A lot of people are like, it, that's the thing of the past. I don't know. Like if I even... I actually probably won't do that because I spent so much money on the bouquet that... Or we did. Um, that no, I'm not throwing that. So I'll be cutting that out. Um, people watching you cut the cake. That used to be such a huge thing. And, you know, here at this point, we're anti-cake. Um, <laughs> but that's no longer like a ceremonial part of the reception. Um, guest books are becoming like people just aren't really doing them much. They are, or they're doing like different fun types of them. I'm doing this really... I'm actually pumped, like very excited about our guest book. We're doing a voicemail guest book. It's called After the Tone. It's this cute little small business. I saw somebody make a TikTok about it. I went straight to them and I was like, I've got to use you. They send you this like vintage-y looking cool phone and your guests pick it up and like leave you as the couple a voicemail and then put it down. And then at the end, you have all these like voice recordings to listen to from your guests. Because I didn't want people to sit there and have to like sign something forever. So yeah, 
That's that. Guest books, though. And then bridal parties is a tradition. I'm seeing a lot of people not have bridesmaids or groomsmen, which mm-hmm. goes back to our conversation about the drama helps kind of eliminate some of the drama, I guess. Yeah. I, I've We just talked about this on, a, on a last week's podcast, but um, I've, that's definitely a trend I've seen that I'm all here for. I'm like... and. Especially, I don't know, as you get older and like you might you might feel obligated to have some people in your wedding party that you just don't want to. And sometimes you just don't need it. Um, right. At the end of the day, I was kind of happy that I did have mine just because mm-hmm. like they were like really helpful to me throughout the day, like making sure I ate, like making sure I was right. having a good time. I always had like my girls around, which I I really, I really liked. But I do, I do think it's like one of those things that um, is totally up to your discretion. It's not like necessary anymore. We almost scrapped them completely. We, we talked about it. It was like a discussion. That was another thing. This is another thing I wanted to bring up too, because you had this on, on Betch's Brides. You guys have unpopular opinions. And yes. I I did this um, where it was like, do does your wedding party, does your bridal party and groomsmen party have to match? Like if you have 10 on each side, do you, do you have to have 10 on each side? I didn't. Like my, my no. fiance had more dudes than girls. And it was fine. They like, always have more. The yeah. I always has so many. He's like, I have 25 best friends. What? I'm like, okay, one, no, you don't. But like, <laughs> sure. One, how? Two, no, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's the number one question. One of the number one questions we get. No, they don't have to match. Like some people are just weird and like, it's very weirdly important to them and they want it to look so symmetrical. But no, like Aileen, our CEO of Betches, had a wedding. I think she had like four... I could be so wrong. She had just a tiny bit of bridesmaids and then her husband had so many. And I thought the pictures were like fun and cool. I like it doesn't matter how many yeah. you have on each side. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to with there's like so many things now. I'm like, you really have to look at all the things you're doing for your wedding and ask yourself, like, am I doing this for me or because I feel mm-hmm. obligated? Um, because you'll end up cutting things that way. Another thing we we considered cutting out and we ended up not, but I'm going to throw these out to anybody if they just like need to hear it from somebody else that it's okay. Yes. <laughs> um, we almost, well, we did get rid of, we got rid of all the things you just mentioned, by the way. We didn't have like guest book. We didn't have garter toss. We didn't have a uh, bouquet toss. Even though now I kind of mm-hmm. wish I did do a bouquet toss. We got rid of our, oh, um, God. our, yeah, we got rid of our wedding party introductions. Like we just scrapped that whole thing. We yeah. talked about scrap, scrapping speeches. Like literally the week before our wedding, we're like, do we really want speeches? We're like, maybe we just so do them. I love the speeches. You do? I kind of do too. I've, this is the thing. I've been to weddings where I love the speeches and I feel like I learn more about the bride and groom. And then I've been to mm-hmm. some where I'm like, this has just been rambling on for 45 minutes and like, let's party. Um, yeah, no. You got to put parameters around them. You've got to put a time limit. <laughs> Yes. People yes. ramble. And maybe like limit the amount of people that give speeches. Mm-hmm. We ended up having like nine people speak. No. Okay. So that's, we just recently had a, a listener write in and she was literally like, nine people want to speak. And we were like, no, you can't let that many people speak. It's literally just three, three people max. Maid of honor, best man, and like father of the bride usually gives a speech. And if it's not those people, if you're not close with those people, if you don't have those people, then keep the speeches to a minimum. Yeah. You had nine? 
Yeah, it, it added up at the actual wedding. <laughs> um, not separate speeches, but like nine people spoke. So like two, like two of my friends. Oh, well, okay. this is another thing. So my 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 maid of honor didn't come. So I ended up oh, asking right. my bridesmaids. I'm like, anyone wants to speak, like you, like you can, you can. So one of my like best friends, um, Katie, stood up and gave like a really sweet speech. And then my other two girlfriends who introduced us, like, got up and told the story of like how we met, which I kind I actually really liked. Um, it was really yeah. sweet. And I think a lot of people at our wedding, like some of our newer friends, like don't know the whole story. So it was like kind of funny. And then that's like one thing too, like with parental speeches, I'm like, some people have like strained speeches with their family. And I'm like, you don't have to have, you know, a family member give a speech if you don't want to. My, my, my dad, oh, yeah. my dad had been like sick all year. So I was like, look, like you do oh, not need to give a speech. Like, Trust me, right. like you're good. Like you don't have to. He ended up he wanted to, and he delivered an awesome speech. Um, the dads but, like, are always so good, like weirdly good at speeches. Yeah, like he so, definitely yeah. did not prepare for it, and he just like stood up and won it, and it was great. But yeah, some of the family stuff, I'm like, you can always cut. Like the dances, I'm like, you can cut yeah. those if you want to. You can cut literally anything. Yeah, the dances, I've seen people cut having somebody walk them down the aisle. If they're not close with their father, they'll walk themselves. They'll have their mom. They'll have a sibling. They'll Or literally, like you can cut anything, change anything, especially now, like this in 2021, like going into 2022 after COVID, people are just like making these weddings their own. And I think I think that's when the weddings are like the coolest. If you're like kind of inventing your own little traditions together and, you know, going away with the old ones. Because we, we actually did a whole Betches Brides episode on wedding traditions and the history behind some of them. Like the veil is like a disgusting history. It's like the, because you weren't supposed to like show your face to the man. It's a lot of the history behind these traditions are literally like sexist and just like awful and horrible traditions that we don't even know about. We just do them because we do them and other people have done them before us, but you can really make it your own. Throw out any traditions. I love that. I, I think you're right. I think guests like like seeing different shit. Like there, it's we've all been yeah. to a million weddings. Like it's kind of cool when you throw something else out there. Like I had a flower man, yeah, instead of a flower girl. People loved that. I've <laughs> seen that. That is so cool. I've I've literally seen those. Um, also, I think did you walk down the aisle to um, Wildest Dreams? But the oh yeah, instrumental. I'm I copying did. that, and yeah. I'm copying it directly from you. Like I saw you do it. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I love it. I So I'm happy about that because, and, and I actually, this is a good point. I wanted to make at some point on the podcast is like, I was a little embarrassed to use that song. I was like, are people going to judge me because it's Bridgerton and it's like, and it's Taylor so Swift. basic. I didn't even realize. It's so basic. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't care. I heard that song and I was like, I love I cry. this. I love mm -hmm. this. I feel it. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like when yes. the crescendo goes up and it's like the wildest dreams, like mm -hmm. bridge. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I, I, I want to cry. I love the it. Yeah. Like, I, it, like that's the, re that's the song you want. Like that's, that's the mm -hmm. right reaction to have. And I tried, I listened to a thousand other songs, like trying to find a good one and nothing made me feel like that. And when I walked down to it, it was like, so perfect. Magical. So I mean, magical. I teared up watching your Instagram story <laughs> when you walked. Somebody in your audience was like, oh, and literally I was like, when they said that, I like cried. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Watching it was, that. It was sweet. Walking down the aisle is really exciting. I'm excited for you. You get to do it in just three weeks. Yes. Are you, so is, what are you, what are you most excited about? I am, oh God. Ooh. Honestly, this is so cheesy, but like yesterday it really hit me. I posted a story on it being like, this is my husband in three weeks. I'm really just excited to lock him down forever uh, <laughs> to marry my fiance. But the actual day, I'm trying to think like what I'm most excited about. Oh, we are doing something. I'm not supposed to tell anybody, but whatever. I'll tell your podcast audience. Um, <laughs> we're doing these like sentimental letters during the ceremony that like our deacon is making us do to each other that our guests don't know yet. So hopefully none of them listen. So it'll be a surprise. But um, it'll come out. After. I am excited for that. Oh, okay, perfect. Then yeah. yay. Um, I am excited for that. I'm nervous. Our deacon's like making us. It's a long story. He like is strict about some things, but he we love him. So we're like letting him do whatever he wants. He's so sweet. So we're writing these like very sentimental letters to each other that are going to be read aloud during the ceremony. So that'll be fun. Um, we have an oyster bar at cocktail hour, which I love oysters. So that'll be cool. Oh, our band. I'm excited for them. They're supposed to be good. And I yeah. love a good band. Band is so make or break for a wedding. I, I was obsessed with our band. Our band like crushed our wedding. Oh, yeah, this is so like cute. You... I'm, I'm so excited for you. Thank and you. And that is, that is the big thing. Like it's so sad and I'll admit this, even though this is embarrassing to admit, like going into the wedding, I didn't even really think about like, oh yeah, we're, I'm marrying like the man. Like we're going to be, we're going <laughs> to walk so out of this thing married. It never even like crossed my mind. Especially mm-hmm. we've been together it's, for so long. Like I, I didn't think that it would be different. I was just like, oh, we're going to go back to our normal lives. Like we've, we've basically been married for seven years. No, it's it's different. And it's like, I like love being married and I feel like you'll probably feel the same, but it's, it's so, it's like, it is really magical. And it, that's why we do this. That's why we go through all this shit. Yeah. So. And it's so easy to forget that. But like once in a while, when you remember like, oh, that's why I'm doing all of this to marry him. You're like, it reels you back in and you're like, yay. And that's when you plan the best things for your wedding. Cause you're like, this is why we're doing this back to the why of why you're making the decisions you are. So, Ugh. but it's easy to forget because you get caught up in all the things. You really do. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for staying over time. I kept you way over your time. I just could literally no, talk to you about okay. wedding stuff forever. This was so fun. Legit forever. Legit forever. I'm going to make sure when this episode comes out, we'll be sharing some pictures of you and your gorgeous wedding. We can't wait. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. So, oh, where where can we find more of you? If we, I'm going to share a couple of things, but if we want to like deep dive, stock, do all the things, where can we find you? Yes. At Betches Brides, Instagram, all over there. The podcast, we go into ev- everything and anything as it pertains to weddings. And then my personal Instagram is at Nicole Pellegrino. Oh, and then TikTok. I'm really leaning into these days. So good <laughs> for you. At Nicole sis. Pellegrino. <laughs> I'm like that. going through a crisis, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. Respect. Thank you for being so, on. Yeah. Good luck. Of course. Thank you. Okay, that is a wrap on our episode this week. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, remember to hit that subscribe button and leave a nice little five-star review for this podcast. Maybe send it to a friend who you think might enjoy the show. Your reviews and you passing along this podcast is what keeps us running. So thank you. 
If you want more from me, you can follow me on Big Kid Problems on Instagram and on my personal account, which has a new handle all of a sudden, uh, at Sarah Merrill underscore Hall. New name, who's this? As always, I want to thank our sponsors for making this show possible. I've linked all of our discount codes and everything else you could ever want from this episode in our show notes. So make sure to check that out. And finally, I want to thank you for tuning in and supporting this show. There's a lot of ways you could be spending your time right now. So I really do appreciate you spending it with me. All right. With that, I hope you have an awesome week and I'll see you next Tuesday. 